there were so many things that happened as a result of living in sync with my cycle and honoring my flow that now I can like just be like, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like you're either going to do it or not do it, but like just do it. Like it's good for you. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, business mentor, social media and sales expert, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life you love right now. We are also talking all things entrepreneurship and personal development, including wellness, social media, confidence, sales, business strategy, mindset, wealth building, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I have an amazing episode for you that I know you're going to love today. Here with me, I have Barion Berry, who is a menstrual health educator, certified integrative health practitioner, and the founder of the Flow Academy. She helps modern women get to the root cause of their period problems and rebalance their hormones naturally. In addition to this, she teaches menstruators how to master their cycle so they can truly optimize their their flow focused on fusing biology with practicality. Barry helps people with periods create a new menstrual reality. And her work has been featured on other top podcasts like the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, She by Jordan Lee Dooley, as well as in leading publications like Shape Magazine, Thrive Global, and The Every Girl. And from hormone balancing to cycle syncing to mood enhancing and self-healing, Barry covers it all and is excited to help you have your best period yet. Welcome to the show, Barry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you. And I think today's topic is really great. Of course, we're going to do kind of a general dive into hormone balancing and making friends with your period. But more specifically, I can't wait to talk about how we can use our hormonal cycle and just getting in touch with our body to be more productive because we have a lot of go-getters that listen to this podcast. Yes, this is going to be juicy and so worth it. They're going to walk away with so many tips and tricks that they're like, wait, I'm empowered by my cycle. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that. It's so interesting. All of our like top listen to episodes are about periods, sex, and money. Like they're the things that people love to talk about or love to hear about at least, but are often like afraid to open the conversation on. So I'll be that person and I'll ask all the questions so that they can all be empowered by our talk today. I got you. Like we're going to talk power moves, periods, and everything in between. Perfect. I love it. So let's just hit the ground running with this episode and do a few rapid fire questions to get warmed up. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. How do you take your coffee, assuming you drink it? Well, I don't really drink it, but if I do, it's like a, a single shot latte with oat milk. Okay. Do you know your Enneagram number? I am an eight with a wing seven, hence the period talk. <laughs> okay, okay. I am a three, so threes and eights usually vibe pretty well together. Okay, good. We're good. That's awesome. Where do you live? Michigan. Okay, and what's your favorite thing about Michigan? Ooh, the lakes. I feel like that's so mm. cliche, but it's the lakes. It's not. I grew up in Minnesota and we had like lakes everywhere, so I totally get it. Okay. Got it. And if you go to brunch, do you order breakfast or lunch food? 
lunch food. I'm really not a breakfast person, but if I was a breakfast person, it would be a smoothie bowl. Okay. I can respect that. I'm absolutely a breakfast person, but at least you can appreciate it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like we all have our moments. Give me like an array of things and we're good. Okay, got it. So before we jump into the nitty gritty and like really deep dive into periods and hormones and all of that good stuff, I think everyone would love just like a little bit of a recap as to how you got into this career and why you're even so passionate about helping women fix their periods and balance their hormones and live in their flow. So can you just give us some insight on that? Yeah. So as much as I would love to say I grew up knowing I would be teaching people about their periods and helping them heal it, that was not the case. Back in 2017, I was actually just kind of trying to figure out my own niche within the health and wellness space altogether. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to solve my own problem, which was painful periods. I was interviewing someone for my podcast and she's like, yeah, periods shouldn't be painful. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I feel like my niche found me. And so I fixed my own period. And then from there, I kind of just hit the ground running, teaching and telling everybody that their period didn't have to be painful. I was a certified personal trainer as well as a functional nutritionist at the time. And, you know, kind of making a long story short, I was solving my own problem, teaching other people. And then I was like, maybe I should get one more other certification. And then I got my integrative health practitioner certification and just became the go-to like period girl basically and that's how it all happened. I love it. I think that it's so so common for coaches to become coaches because they needed what they became, right? Like I became originally a women's wellness and confidence coach because that's what I needed help with the most in my journey and then once I cracked the code I was like, "Wait, I have to share this with everyone." Like Everyone needs to know this. So I see that so, so much. And it gives your work a whole deeper level of purpose. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, when you have like something that you're really connected to in terms of like your own mission and your own purpose, it makes it so much easier to step into your space. And I think that's what I learned. I was kind of tiptoeing around like the period space. It was just like, there's so many big names out here. And then I realized I was like, there's actually a white space in this wellness industry for this specifically. Let me fill that. And now here I am. I'm like, listen, we're talking about periods. I don't care if you're uncomfortable. What, you're PMSing? Let's talk about that, you know? So, It's been an interesting journey, but so worth it. I want to take a step back and talk about your light bulb moment of like, wait, my periods aren't supposed to be painful because I feel like there's a lot of like red flags that are normalized when it comes to period things and hormones. They're normalized because they're common, but it's actually not normal. So can you just give us a little bit of a rundown on like why our periods aren't actually supposed to be painful and why it's maybe normalized when it shouldn't be? Yeah, let's set the record straight. I love this right on into it. Okay. Like let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. So basically we are taught by the time like before we even get our periods that your periods are supposed to be painful because it's really common. But when you think about it, when is pain ever actually normal. Pain is always this indication that something is going on, whether it's your primary pain with like a broken bone or something or secondary pain with it being underneath the surface. So let's say inflammation or hormonal imbalances. And when it comes to period pain specifically, it's actually a secondary pain because it's a result of a lot of inflammation in the body or a lot of hormones that are not balanced or you know it's a indication or a sign that something else is going on so 
you know, when we say periods are normal and pain is not, it's because that's the truth. Like the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists literally said your menstrual cycle was your fifth vital sign. Any of your other vital signs actually don't cause you pain. Let's talk about like your blood pressure, respiratory, when they are actually in the normal sphere that they should be in with their levels. Same thing applies to your period and your menstrual cycle. And when you kind of think of it in that way, it makes it a lot easier to understand like, oh yeah, that was a narrative that was written for us. But guess what? We get to switch that narrative. We get to rewrite that story. Mm -hmm. I see like memes a lot about like women on the first day of their period or like the day before or whatever and just either being like incapacitated or in so much pain or like such like bitchy energy (laughs) happening because of their hormones and I'm just like y'all it doesn't have to be like that like I mean yes like let's make lemonade from like the lemons and make a joke out of it but also like can we fix this (laughs) yeah and I love being that person to be like so like you're mad but like didn't you know your period was coming like why are we not being proactive like right now I feel like so many people are reactive to their periods but like by the end of this episode you're going to be proactive and like embracing your period. So we got this. Yeah, for sure. I want to kind of start with just general like hormones and what especially people who are really ambitious and driven like might deal with when it comes to hormonal imbalances. And kind of where I want to start is it's a known fact that today's culture is all about like do more, work harder, rest less. But that is really hard on our hormones and can lead to a lot of different issues. So can you kind of shed some light on why our modern lifestyle and like our hustle culture is especially hard on people with periods? Yeah. So, you know, our society has set us all up to really move in a linear manner and operate off of our circadian rhythm. Now, you know, that's a 24 hour clock. But if you're a person with a period, you actually have another rhythm called your infradian rhythm, which is more along the lines of that 28 to 30 day cycle. So as a person with a period who is overly ambitious, you might find yourself trying to be linear and like, you know, burn the candle at both ends when your body is actually telling you, hey, actually slow down. Like your menstrual cycle is this blueprint for you to utilize. And a lot of us have been conditioned to ignore that and power through it. But when you actually get back in tune with your body and listen to its cues and its needs, you find yourself falling into a completely different rhythm of what I like to call a flow. No unintended, but you know, with this flow of understanding, like, yeah, there's actually moments of hustle throughout my menstrual cycle. And there's moments of just straight up flow and relaxation, because that's how I was actually already designed biologically. But our society doesn't tell us that because there's not one, a lot of information around it. But two, there's not a lot of research backing people with periods, if you will. Yeah. And I feel like it hasn't been that long since women identifying people have entered the workplace. And like so, so much of our culture and our day-to-day life has been created around like the masculine archetype, right? So it makes sense that our work expectations and our schedules and stuff are not designed for how people with periods would thrive. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite things is anybody who identifies as a female entrepreneur, I'm like, let me teach you how to work with your flow rather than against it. Because once you actually understand your natural workflow, 
operating your business and automating different things, onboarding your clients, delivering content and like things like that are so much easier because you understand those points of high energy and those points of low energy. It's just that not enough people know about it yet, but we're working towards it slowly but surely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just kind of have the mindset of like, oh, some days I feel on top of the world and like other days I feel like crap and want to like curl up into a ball and not talk to anyone. And I don't know why, but whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? When there might be a deeper explanation. Yeah. And I love when people say like one of the most common things we hear is like, oh, so-and-so is so hormonal. I have taken that to the next level and I'm like, you bet your ass I am. Like, (laughs) let me explain to you why. Because there's actually a science to it. It's just that people don't know it. So now it's just like, here's the facts of why I'm hormonal. I dare you to try me today. Like, try me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there are, I want to go back to just like some general red flags because I think that that's something I'm assuming that some of our listeners today will have a light bulb moment like you did when you were doing that podcast of like, oh, my period's not supposed to be painful. So what are some other red flags that our listeners should look out for when it comes to like hormonal imbalances and period problems? So first and foremost, it's going to be that pain. Like if you have excruciating cramps or extreme bloating or hormonal headaches, but more specifically menstrual migraines, those are the probably the top three. From there, I would say the hormonal acne coupled with the brain fog and the fatigue, that would be like my next set of like three, if you will. And then, you know, the heavy bleeding or the missing periods, those two are like probably more common than anything, especially for people who are in health and fitness specifically. If you train a lot, I know I was an elite level athlete. I was a collegiate athlete. My period will go missing all the time. And I thought that was normal, but it's not like we're told it is because it's common, but that's not actually normal. Okay. Got it. I think those are all super, super important. And just because I feel like this is a question people are thinking to themselves, is it normal to have any level of pain with your period or you shouldn't have any pain at all? Very mild to minimal pain, I would say, is pretty common and normal because your body has to actually expand and contract in order to shed the uterine lining. So like mild cramping is pretty normal, but all that extra stuff, like the mood swings, the cravings, all of that extra stuff isn't truly normal. It's really common, but it's not normal. Got it. Yeah. So if it's like interfering with your life or like ruining your day, then that's definitely not a good sign. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So where do you think, like we've been talking about so much of this stuff is normalized because it's common, but it's not actually normal. So why do you think there's such a big disconnect that's like leading women to just accept feeling crappy instead of realizing that like life could be better and like they could take steps to heal and balance their hormones? Oh my gosh. So I think that's kind of a cultural thing. You know, we live in a patriarchal society. That's just kind of how it is. So, you know, whether you were born in the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s, and you were born a woman, you know, and that's how you identify, you know, we were taught like you have to do what the boys do and we have to do it the way they do and we have to do it better, right? Like it was kind of like this unspoken, like I can do anything you can do and I can do it better. But that's caused the pain that a lot of people are in because you get the chronic stress, you get the chronic fatigue, you get the chronic anxiety, and you're like, what's going on? Well, all of those 
extra emotions, if you will, are impacting your hormones. And so that's leading to the pain. Basically, we're trying to like force ourselves into this framework that was never meant for us instead of just making our own. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is like, when you understand how you actually work at a biological level, you don't even think about like the framework of the linear people. You're just kind of like, yeah, you be on that 24 hour clock, you do that, but I'm going to do me over here because this is, it just feels a lot better. Like imagine trying to do a launch in just like one week where you're PMSing. And then what you feel after that versus launching when maybe you're the week post period or the week you're ovulating, when your testosterone levels are higher, your estrogen levels are higher. And so you have higher energy output. It literally hits different and it's so much more helpful and more fulfilling than being like, PMSing trying to launch. Like, don't do that. For sure. I definitely have noticed that myself. Like, hmm, I wonder why I'm feeling so confident and outgoing and like just on top of it today. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ovulating tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, yes, makes sense. Makes sense. So I'm so excited to talk about that. Let's just go ahead and get into it and talk about productivity a little bit because most people just don't even realize that they can harness their hormones to be more productive. I think for a lot of people with periods, they're like their relationship with their hormones is very negative. Like, oh, I wish that I just could like skip my period or I wish that like I never had to go through this or it's like a resentful relationship instead of a relationship where it's synergistic and like you're working with it to make your life better and be more powerful. So tell us just kind of about the different changes that can happen once you start being in tune with your cycle. Well, so I think one of the first places we should start is like with a strong foundation of understanding the body and the four phases. And then from there, we'll build into like the business productivities. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So the first phase of your menstrual cycle is called menstruation, right? This is when you're on your period. Well, during this phase of your cycle, believe it or not, there's 25% more connectivity between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. And so I say this is a time for all things ideation and brainstorming in your business specifically because of the brain connectivity. Not only this, but both your hippocampus as well as your amygdala are larger in size. So our brains are actually bigger during this phase of our cycle. Again, perfect for brainstorming, right? So then the second phase of your cycle is called the follicular phase. This is post-period but pre-ovulation. During this phase, your energy levels are on the rise because your hormone levels are on the rise. This is also the time that your brain decreases a little bit in the size of the hippocampus, but your amygdala stays a little bit larger. So you're actually a bit more analytical and a lot more strategic. So this is the time where you do creation and strategic planning for your business. And then the third phase of your cycle is called ovulation. This is where obviously you're fertile, but in addition to this, this is where you have a surge in your energy because you have higher levels of estrogen, testosterone, as well as another hormone called your luteinizing hormone. Because your energy levels are higher, because your hormone levels are higher, this is a perfect time for execution, communication, and action. This is like when I say it's like launch time, it's go baby, like get it done during this time. And then the fourth and final phase is going to be your luteal phase, also known as your PMS phase, right? So during this time, there's actually a shift in your energy and your estrogen levels dip 
A lot of people don't know this, but because of a dip in your estrogen, there's a dip in your serotonin levels. Hence why some people might be dealing with like, you know, your imposter syndromes or things like that, where you're feeling really like low and not so amazing about yourself. hundred percent common. I would say a little bit normal, but I'll be cautious about that one. But I love to say this is a time for really reflection and analysis in your business or better yet evaluation. So rather than looking for problems in your personal life during this phase, look for them in your business. Oh, I said that. Okay. <laughs> but like look for those problems yeah. because I've heard a lot of people be like, oh my gosh, like this person is like testing me or like I'm so over this person because like they did this, this and this. And it's like, hold on, pump your brakes. Is there a problem in your business you can point out and a solution that you can create? Because your brain is actually preparing in size again to create solutions because menstruation is just a few days away. So let's be proactive again rather than reactive. Now, I know I threw a lot out there so we can go ahead and unpack it some more, but that's definitely how I would suggest utilizing the phases of your cycle for productivity. Yeah, I think that is so, so interesting. So I would just love to hear like, what are some examples of results or I guess client wins or personal wins that you've seen happen from people who adapt their schedule and their plans to their cycle? So I would say one of the most notable ones that is probably the most recurring as well is I've had several clients who went from being frustrated and really frazzled when it came to their period to being able to like grow their teams, but scale their business. So they start delegating things to other people and then they start making more money. And I'm not always the person who's like looking for that, but I've had so many people tell me like, I feel really good. Like, I don't know what happened in my business, but I had the six figure year and like I started syncing with my cycle six months ago and then I hit my six figures. And I'm like, I'm not going to take all the credit because, like, obviously you had a great business, but also because you're not burnt out, because you're not tired, because you're not fatigued, you're able to be strategic. You're able to delegate. You're able to hit those massive numbers that you've been wanting to hit and serve differently because you show up differently. And that's like, you know, I have numerous clients that go through that. So it's not like just one person, but it's pretty cool to see, honestly. Yeah, I can totally see how that could be true. Like, first of all, trying to reorient your schedule and how you plan and execute also forces you to look for ways to work smarter, not harder, right? Like if you're planning to take it easier and be more gentle with yourself when you're menstruating versus later on when you're ovulating and you're like ready to conquer the world, then you're going to need to create like support systems around you so that your business is still running as you take that step back and then is going to be ready for you to jump back in as soon as your phase changes, right? So I think even the aspect of like pivoting your schedule and pivoting how you plan also forces you to shift how you're thinking about even running your business. Yeah. And I always say like, you know, ultimately we're not in control, but we are in charge. That is just kind of like what I believe through and through because there's always variables we can't control, but we are in charge of our schedule. You know, we are in charge of like how we operate our business. And like one of the things I always challenge my clients to do is put three vacation days once a month, every month in their calendar. Now, like, hear me out. They're not full out vacation days, but what I try to have them do is the day before their period, the first day of their period, and the second day of their period, I say, hey, these are going to be your red light days. Stop, 
trying to do the most, scale it back. Stop trying to be externally focused, turn within and allow your body to create an environment that is ideal for actually releasing. And what we found in doing that is one, they feel better and they're like, I'm having pain-free periods just like you. Number two, their teams are able to keep things afloat without being like super needy, which when you own your own business, like what a dream that your team can run the ship without you. Like that is awesome. But in addition to that, it's been able to improve their relationships with their partners or with their families because now they're like, oh wait, I do have time for this. Oh wait, I can be by myself today. I don't need to do this because I'm with me. So you know, that's just kind of like things I've noticed. And in addition to that, like just a little hot tip before I go on too much of a tangent, but like, just remember two weeks of high energy, two weeks of low energy as you attempt to sync everything with your cycle and you're like in the clear. Yeah. I think that might be maybe the most daunting part of like adopting this method, I guess, or adopting the flow is like going from just doing it all every single day to reorienting the expectations that you put on yourself. And I see so many, especially earlier stage entrepreneurs who are just putting out fires every single day and they they just wake up and are like, oh, what needs to happen today to like just keep everything afloat? I think the idea of going from that mode to planning everything at least a month ahead so that you can be in your flow can probably feel super, super daunting. So I love that you start with just that one first step of like blackout three days on your calendar around the first day of your period and like start there and it will make a huge difference. And, you know, just to add into that, I think again, you know, early stage entrepreneurs, which I would still argue, I feel like I'm in that. But what I've learned is there's so much that keeps early entrepreneurs like busy and not productive. And so understanding the difference, but also identifying those needle movers in your business, not like, you know, like, listen, I'm an Instagram reels queen. Okay. I know you are too. Like I live for the reels, but is it the reels that are like actually getting you the money or is it actually maybe popping into your DMS and responding to those DMS saying like, Hey, I have this offer and having that more intimate conversation because given I do like to say, take three vacation days. Like if you can, I'm still not fully off. It's just that I'm not on my stories every three seconds, but where I am is in my DMS in my inbox, maybe sending out an email. So, you know, kind of understanding external facing stuff versus internal facing stuff and adjusting from there. Right. And also maybe you don't have like availability for meetings and stuff like that around those three days. Like you're just more protective of your energy and how you're spending it. Honestly, I normally do not like today's the first day of my period and normally I'm not talking to anybody. But I was like, I feel so honored. <laughs> honestly, you made a call and I was like, I got you. Like we need to do. But, you know, it's not something I would normally do. But because this is something I'm doing on the first day of my period, I chose to rearrange the rest of my schedule so that I could put the energy, time and effort towards doing something that is a little bit more externally focused as opposed to internally focused. And like even that is something that's easy to do. But again, realizing you're 
in charge of that. You get to make that decision. Yeah. And I love that you said it forces you to really prioritize and get clear on like what actually moves the needle. Because I think there are endless things that we can work on. There's endless busy work. There are endless options, endless shiny objects. But once you're forced to actually like narrow down what's really moving the needle and what's really deserving of space on your calendar, that is such a good exercise in and of itself. And then when you combine that with also like getting into your flow and leveraging where your hormones are at, like I can totally understand why that's a game changer. And a time audit. I don't know if you've talked about this, but like making people audit their time to see what they're really doing and then adding that into like optimizing your flow. It hits so different. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Okay, so if people have not heard of a time audit before, like, can you just break down kind of that process? Yeah, so the way that I do it and the way that I was taught is basically you look at what you do for an entire week and like every hour you check in and write down what you've done. And then at the end of it, like you can do this in a day too, but I feel like a week is more accurate because you can see kind of what everything is done. You look and see like, okay, I spent maybe two hours on Instagram. Maybe I spent three hours in Canva and then I only spent an hour with my clients. Well, that three hours you spent in Canva, like, could you have actually been spending maybe two hours of that time, maybe getting some leads for your business? Like, you know, it's kind of just saying like, this is how I'm spending my time and then reallocating how you actually want to spend that time ultimately. Yeah, I love that idea. And I think it is such a good way to like hold yourself accountable because I hear all the time like, oh, I just don't have enough hours in the day or I'm so busy or like, I don't know how I could possibly take on more clients. And then I, you know, like prescribe that exercise to my clients to like, oh yeah, I was, um, I was on TikTok for two hours during the workday. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's the problem. (laughs) That might be a problem. And like the thing is like it's okay to be on social media too because right like a lot of us generate leads from that. But like be intentional about it. Make sure you're creating and converting and not necessarily consuming because there's a big difference in really creating the content and then converting like your followers into your clients as opposed to just scrolling. Like, you know, when you do your time audit and you find out that you just spent two hours scrolling on TikTok because it's like hilarious, you're just kind of like, dang, like I got to do better. It's a gut check. Okay. Awesome. So we have blocking out the three days around your period. We have doing a time audit. What would you say is the next step? I guess my next question would be if someone is not aware of when each phase of their cycle happens, like where do they start so that they can get tuned in and even understand when these things are happening in their body? So first and foremost, what I'm about to say is only going to apply to people who are not on hormonal birth control. If you are on hormonal birth control, what I'm about to say will not apply because you're not having a regular period and your brain's not communicating with your ovaries. So unfortunately, this does not apply to you, but I got a hot tip for you. So if you're somebody who is not on hormonal birth control, then you can literally just wait for your next period. And that will be the indication that you are in your menstrual phase. Now that is generally five to seven days in length. The day your period is over is going to be your follicular phase. So let's just say the first five to seven days of your cycle, that's menstruation. Then the next 
four-ish days is generally that follicular phase. And then you get into ovulation. And then from there, that ovulation only happens for 24 hours, actually. But I love to give like a five-day window because you'll still be fertile during that time. And so, you know, you want to be mindful of that. And then I would say days maybe 18 through 28 usually would be your PMS phase. Now, that's like pretty high level. So here's a simplified way of understanding it. Each phase is seven days long. Go like that. You're good to go. Because that's like the starting point for people who've never even heard of cycle syncing and never practiced it. I'm guessing that a decent chunk of people listening to, and we've covered birth control before multiple times on the show, but I'm guessing that there are several people listening who are on hormonal birth control. So what was your hot tip for them? My hot tip for the people on hormonal birth control is to listen to your body specifically and pay attention to your withdrawal bleed and when that happens. Because although it's not a true period, I do believe that it can really help you understand where you could potentially be in your cycle. So start there. Also track your BBT, your basal body temperature, first thing in the morning as well too, because generally when you should be ovulating, the day just after ovulation, there's a bit of a one to two degree increase in your BBT. And so you'll kind of know like, oh, I was ovulating then, or I should have been ovulating then. So now that I'm not at that basal body temperature, I have a one to two degree increase. I am now in my luteal or PMS phase or what should be, even though it's not real, but yeah. (laughs) I think either way, like it's just so important to have that knowledge and be able to be in tune with your body. Personally, once I started like tracking my cycle and like getting really familiar with like when I was ovulating and I was doing like checking my temperature really consistently for a long time. And that felt so empowering because once I was doing that for a while, I could just like kind of drop in and be like, ah, yeah, this is exactly like what's going on today. And this is exactly like where I stand within my cycle today without needing to like even measure. I just knew how it felt and like what the signs were. And like for me, I'm the same way. Like I track my temperature every day, but I also track my cervical placement as well as my cervical fluid. So I'm a little bit more like meticulous with it. But like, I just love knowing like, oh, you know what? I can tell I'm going to start my period today. Like I can literally feel it. And so, you know, for those not on hormonal birth control, you will learn the rhythms and begin to love them. Since you are like pretty meticulously, it sounds like tracking things throughout your cycle, what are your favorite tools that you could recommend to people to get started? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Okay, so the- (laughs) I know, there are a lot. There literally are so many, but my favorite thing is like a thermometer because you have to track your basal body temperature. Like you really do. If you've never heard of the fertility awareness method, it's basically telling you like when you're fertile and not fertile. And so- For that to work, you really do want to be tracking your temperature in the morning. So I go on Amazon and well, I went on Amazon and I grabbed like the first thermometer I could see that was related to that. The second thing I do is I say, check your panties because nothing can tell you about your body better than your actual body. So you are going to check your underwear for your cervical mucus or cervical fluid. If it looks like sticky egg whites, so like runny egg whites, that means you're fertile. If it does not look like that, then you are not fertile. But then you also want to actually check your cervix placement and you are checking to feel if it's soft, high, 
open and wet. So I love to use my thermometer and then checking my body. And then I have an app that I use. It's called Thermometer. Absolutely love that app. It allows you to track your symptoms really, really well, but also kind of gives you an easy way to track your temperature without having to write it in like a notebook or something. Another app that people might want to look into is called Clue. Both Thermometer and Clue allow you to share it with your partners too. So like you can download it on their phone and they'll know when you're like ovulating versus when you're not ovulating and when you're PMSing versus not. And you can Ooh, you can cool. send little notifications too, kind of ping their phones and be like, don't test me. <laughs> I, I freaking <laughs> think that is amazing. And so I would have to say those are really my favorite at the moment. It changes all the time, but those are my favorites. I love that. And I think that it's so important to just have this knowledge so you can decide how deep you want to go with it. But even if you don't see yourself being someone who like meticulously tracks everything every day, even if you can just do it for a period of time to where you feel like you're in tune with your body and you can like easily know kind of where everything stands, it's so empowering. And it's also just very like comforting. And I don't know, I, I really like knowing that personally. Yeah. And I'm the same. I mean, honestly, when I first have people do this, like sync with their cycle, I have them track things for about 90 days. And the reason I have them do that is because you have to see a lot of different variations to understand your body, but also it takes a follicle about 90 days to develop, meaning like, you know, your egg has to develop for quite some time before it's actually released. So this will allow you to see the changes in both your behavior as well as in your body without feeling super overwhelmed. And then from there, you know, like if you kind of feel confident and good in it, then do whatever works best for you. But I love that 90 day window because I think I'm a person that likes to see like patterns and behaviors. And I think 90 days allows you to see that. Yeah. And I love that you combine like the data and the science along with the feminine flow. You know, I feel like a lot of educators are very much about like, just get into your feminine flow and like drop into your body and just like listen to your body. And like all of that stuff is so valid. But also I love to have like the nitty gritty like data and science to back it up because oftentimes they mirror each other. But when you have both of them, like you can only benefit from it. My thing is like biology, but make it sexy. Like, you know, because I love science and I love all things about feminine energy and feminine flow, but like people miss the importance, like creating the synergy between your feminine energy and your masculine energy is what allows you to really like step into any version of you you want to step in. So if you're going to be full goddess CEO mode or I don't know what the kids are saying these days, I feel like <laughs> I feel like every time I turn around, it's like CEO embodiment here or like, I don't even, I can't even like keep up with it at this point. But when you create the synergy and really understand the harmony between both that like feminine energy and that masculine energy and allow them to honor one another, that is when you create actual flow. Because flow is, yes, is a state of mind, but it's also something our bodies as menstruators naturally do. And it's a way we can live our life if we so choose. So I'm like science, but make it sexy. Yeah. I am a huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan. Okay. So now we've talked a lot about like the science and the strategy of how people can make this work for them. But I think the other piece that I always love 
love to bring into the picture is mindset because so many of us are just conditioned, right, to believe that like the masculine way of doing things and like fitting into the like patriarchal framework of how we're supposed to operate within society, letting go of that is easier said than done. Like to me, that's very hard. I, I'm an Enneagram three. Like I said, like I'm definitely motivated by achieving and like doing more and hustling and like getting shit done. So for me at the beginning, it was very hard to like see slowing down as productive or like as something that I deserved or needed. So how do you kind of work with your clients who are really ambitious and like driven on embracing that side of themselves or side of their cycle, I guess. I'm an Enneagram 8, right? So I'm a very, very direct person. And I'm one of those people who just likes to be real about it. First and foremost, if you guys have never heard this, you're about to hear it today. You have permission to bleed and be. Like you literally have permission to do that because that is how you are designed. When it comes to shifting a mindset, it's just like with anything else you're going to do in your life. You know you have to slow down in order to speed up. You know you have to zoom out so that when you zoom in, you're able to pinpoint things in such a specific way that like you're able to create these results. So with my clients, one of the things I really stress with them is creating that alignment between their body as well as balance for like wellness purposes and then their business. Because ultimately, when you think about your purpose in life, like mine is to heal and uplift people. Okay, well, if I'm not healing myself, how am I going to heal somebody else and uplift them? So I just kind of get inside of my clients' heads a little bit and I force them to shift a narrative without them even realizing that they're doing it. I'm like, okay, so like if your period's painful, like why do you think it's painful? And they're like, oh, well, I'm super stressed out. Okay, but why are you stressed out? Well, because I'm anxious about something. Okay, but did this something happen or is it something like you're kind of creating? Oh, well, I'm just preparing for the worst. Why are you not preparing for the best? Like, I'm sorry, what? Like, that's how I approach it. But like, again, Enneagram 8. So I think it's a little bit different. (laughs) The, The challenger through and through. I love it. Well, because I think everyone should be open to understanding that just because something works for someone in a specific way does not mean it's necessarily gonna work for you. And like, A lot of my clients tend to be Enneagram 3s or Enneagram 2s. And so what I do with them is I revert back to the science. So they are the people who are like, I love like kind of that spiritual, more esoteric, like feminine stuff. But like, give me the science. Like you said, like I want the strategic stuff, right? So I show them hormonally what's happening. Like the science of it is you need to be off during this time because your hormones are not even giving you energy. This is the science. This isn't just me being like, oh, let's be woo woo and fluffy. That's not me. And they know it. Like I'm like the furthest thing from that. But like If your hormones are in this off position, then that means you need to be in this off position. If your hormones are turned up, go ahead and turn up then. Like that is what your body tells you naturally. So you need to listen to that. And if you don't listen to it, then of course you're going to continue being stressed out. Of course you're going to keep feeling like poop. Like that's on you. Right. Yeah. Like you're just working against yourself at that point. And I think anyone who 
is like a high achiever, really driven or ambitious, but has also done like even a little bit of ego work where you've realized that like my worth is not proportional to like how hard I work, will be able to see like, oh, this is just a way for me to work smarter, not harder and like honor my body so that I can, like you said, slow down to speed up and like big picture, it's actually going to move me farther faster. Yeah. And I mean, I'm one of those people who's just like, work with your flow, not against it. Like we love a good workflow around here. Okay. Like I really do (laughs) love it. But also in understanding that I've learned how to maybe plan my launches seven weeks out in sync with my cycle for a specific reason. I remember the first time I even launched something major, like I was like, I had a five-figure launch that I wasn't expecting, but guess what happened? I had planned it in sync with my cycle, and I was like, wait, did I do this on purpose, or am I supposed to feel this good? Like, there were so many things that happened as a result of living in sync with my cycle and honoring my flow that now I can, like, just be like, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, you're either going to do it or not do it, but, like, just do it. Like, it's good for you. Yeah, I now have motivation slash I have decided that I'm going to go like look at my launch calendar and figure out make sure that all of my dates are aligned with my flow so that I can show up as powerfully as possible music to my ears (laughs) I know I'm excited about it I'm excited and I think that again it's just so empowering to have that knowledge and have that ability and also like if you are if you're an entrepreneur and like you've gone into this journey like one of the biggest perks is being able to like make your own rules and decide your own schedule and you know do things your way so why not like use all of these tools possible to make it as amazing as possible yeah a lot of my clients are female entrepreneurs and they come to me because they want the freedom the flexibility and the fulfillment that comes along with like having a pain free period because of like how they used to feel. They're like, I used to feel like this. I don't want to feel this anymore. Can you help me have more freedom? Can you help me have more flexibility? I'm like, most certainly it's called flow. Let's do it. You know, like, so I think that that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur. But again, remembering you're in charge of making this happen. So like, you know, when you walk away from this podcast, I want you to be like, okay, she said this about checking my panties and she said this about knowing where I'm at in my cycle and I got this. Yeah, I would love for everyone to like take action after this because that is really what this show is all about. Like we want to always provide actionable takeaways every day or every week so that people can immediately like implement the things we're talking about. It's not just fluff or like fun ideas. It's stuff that can truly improve your life. So I would challenge all of our listeners to just immediately take action and see how you can fit this into your life. And of course, I'm sure they want to give you a follow, Barry. So tell them, where can they find you? Where can they work with you? Like pimp yourself out. For sure. Oh, I'm, I'm pimping myself out. This is crazy. No. <laughs> um. So you can come hang out with me over on Instagram. I say that's where we can have a handshake. I'm at Berion L. Berry, B-E-R-R-I-O-N with the letter L and then B-E-R-R-Y. You can also find me on my podcast, Flow with Berion Berry, and then my website, optimizeyourflow.com. If you guys really want to know how to work with your menstrual cycle and understand that on a deeper level, definitely check out my course, Optimize Your Flow, because that's what it's designed to do. 
perfect. I feel like there is, this was just like the tip of the iceberg and there's so much more to learn, but I know that everyone is leaving this episode feeling really empowered and like they have a great place to start. So thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us. We are so grateful for you. But before we sign off, there is one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for right now? And what is, I did that backwards. It's been a while since I did an interview. What is one thing that you're currently grinding towards? and working really hard for and what is one thing that you're hugely grateful for? Ooh, the first thing I am grinding for is my first official six-figure year. I'm very Ooh. much so grinding that one out. It's a big goal for mine. And then one thing I am grateful for is honestly my community because I feel like I have been able to connect with so many amazing people like yourself and just other female entrepreneurs where I don't think it would happen without like the flow tribe. That's what I call my Instagram community. So I'm very much so grateful for them because I feel like they open up the doors for me and I'm just like, I have arrived. Let me walk yes. through it. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy for you and I'm excited to celebrate your six figure year. I know that it's coming. It's only a matter of time. So we will be following along. We will be hyping you up every step of the way. And we are so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me today. I hope you loved this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with someone or pop the screenshot up on your Instagram story and tag me. I especially love when you guys share a little on why you enjoyed the episode so that I can keep making more content that you want to hear. Last but not least, don't forget to hit subscribe and I will see you again next week. Until then, grind and be grateful, my friend.